In the know for Friday, March 18, the 77th day of 2022. There are 288 days left in the year. Good morning, MD. Guiding you through In the Know at K105 on Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app. Using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter. And the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. But I'm probably just going to phone it in today because I'm pretty mad about things. So that and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Beach is uh, under the weather today. Been up most of the night with a bug that seems to be traveling around. So over there in chair number two, we say good morning to the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe. London, Budapest, Rio, not Indianapolis. He's Sam Gormley and the sports. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. I'd ask you how <laughs> you're doing, but I already know. Well, as I can say, it's not the most crushing loss I've had in the last six weeks. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, for you, you're... It's been going downhill since then. It's utterly ridiculous. <laughs> it is. It just. It is utterly ridiculous. And uh, let's, let's at least uh, tell people about the forecast and what's going to happen. Uh, there is a chance for some severe weather that uh, could move through the area, primarily in the evening hours, but uh, between 9 and 10 o'clock we should be in the clear. There could be some winds tomorrow as well. Uh, it's a multi multi day. Uh, there's a big this is there's a big there's a big cone over this all the way out throughout the southeast, and so we're we're even in kind of we're approaching the fringe of even getting into the marginal. So when they cast a big uh, umbrella over the entire southeast United States, there's a slight movement can have big changes for us. But do be aware that between maybe three and ten today, we could have a a risk of some severe storms. Going to be colder tomorrow. Uh, Going to have some wind and light drizzle tomorrow. And then as we get into next week, um, we may see some rain on Tuesday, Wednesday, and then what's, what will by then feel like a return to winter because after getting used to highs in the 60s for a few days, when we get back to next Thursday and highs in the mid-50s and 49 or so, then it'd be maybe that's that blackberry winter I was talking about where you know you get to you get you get spring begins and then you get a little cool stretch again but 67 today 50 tonight 50 for the high tomorrow so whenever we bottom out tonight this is where we will stay throughout the day tomorrow so um I'm not sure where to begin I've uh, did something happen yesterday I, t- I went to bed mad uh woke up mad. Um, I know there's some people talking about. Well, I'm sad. I'm not sad a bit. I'm mad over the whole uh, over the whole process. Uh, you know, I, I I said a few weeks ago that uh, we were about to enter. Maybe it was the beginning of this week. We were about to enter what is the best season in sports. You know, you get three solid weeks of the NCAA tournament. You got the Masters. Baseball season begins, etc. Now, for me, the next three weeks is basically ruined. Um, so just bring on bring on the Masters and uh, bring on baseball season and. See if we can't, you know, uh, the Cats lose last night uh, as a two seed to a 15 seed for the 10th time since the field expanded back in the, happened mid, a lot recently, in the mid 80s. It is happening more often. I think there's more I think there's more parity in college basketball than, than there once was. There are less um, there are less programs that are just far and away head and shoulders better than everybody else. There's been kind of a shift in that regard. But for for me when i say mad I, I think i i think i mean frustrated as much as anything because uh after a 9 and 16 something like that yeah, i so, forget about that and that's an anomaly in my opinion it, 
It is, but after a shakeup, it, you can just draw lines even back to say 2015, you know, and start. You can draw a line and go, all right, let's let's look at the averages since 2015 on what's been happening with this program. But then you could easily say, you know, in 2017, there are. North Carolina hits a buzzer beater in the Elite Eight. Kentucky would have gone to the Final Four. And you know what? By the way, in I was my at opinion, that, game. The, that was the national championship game. North Carolina yeah. went on to win the national championship. And I said that when the bracket came out, that whoever won that was winning the national championship. Mm-hmm. 2019, you know, they lose to, to Auburn in the Elite Eight. Uh, that game that they probably should have won. Um, Auburn played well. You know, it was playing the team for the third time, which they always say, you know, if you beat them twice, it's hard to beat them three times. In 2018, P.J. Washington went 9 of 20 from the free throw line. Uh, and, and and I will go to say this, too, for as long as I'm a U.K. fan. 2020, that team was coming around. It, you know, I and, mean, it and, seemed to be. And I think that that team was destined for probably an Elite Eight, too. Last year, I think, was just one of those that it was, it was kind of an anom- anomaly. You know what I mean? It, it, is the Final Four consistency happening? No. I mean, but then again... What you were spoiled with in the first, you know, five years of the John Calipari era, I mean, that doesn't happen a lot. You know, 2010, you know, you get had a terrible game in the Elite Eight. You know, 2011, Final Four, 2012, National Champion, 2014, National Runner-Up, 2015, Final Four. Like, that just doesn't, stretches like that don't happen in college basketball as much in the modern day. So what's the resolution? I mean, it's... It's not, I'll say this, it's not fire John Calipari. For one, his buyout is more than <laughs> I don't think if the entire state of Kentucky if if the legislature puts together, I think his buyout's something like sixty million dollars or something crazy crazy amount of money. But, I d I don't and then and it's also and I'm not necessarily the biggest Jeff Goodman fan, but he he made a point this morning on, on social media where he said, Okay, remember Kentucky fans, fifteen years ago you were with a guy named Billy Clyde Gillespie. Is it saying, you know, sometimes grass isn't always greener on the other side, is I think kind of what he was saying. And I mean, and that's kind of the question. Okay, let's say John Calipari, Mitch Barnhart fires him by the end of the day. It's not going to happen, but but mm-hmm. who's no. who's going to be the next coach? Uh, this time 10 days ago, everyone would have said, Kenny Payne, Kenny Payne. Well, that's not happening because he's officially been named Louisville's coach this morning. So that's not going to happen. So who, who do you want? Billy Donovan? Well, no, he's... He's coaching one of the NBA's best teams. This is just, but you have to start reevaluating the decision of a lifetime contract. Now, I I, I think it's too late for that. I I do think it's too late. But what's your path forward? You can't be held hostage toward well. I did find mediocrity, it, which I did is find where we're very, headed. I did find it very interesting that uh, his daughter on Twitter a couple <laughs> days ago. I don't know if you saw this, but they had the whole. Thing with him buying a house in Nashville, which was just to be close to his daughter. And when you make. And they have the resources. Yes, when you make as much money as he does, uh, it was more for his wife so she can go down and have a place to stay. But his daughter said, uh, Why are they making. And her exact words were something like, Man close to retirement buying a house. (laughs) And that was before this happened. But it was kind of interesting. I mean, for her to say that, that must mean that that is at least a conversation that has been had or at least mentioned. Because that's the first time that I'd ever seen a member of, of the Calipari family even mention the, the retirement word. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I don't think next year he's going to retire because he's got a good class coming in. Uh, but, I mean, if next year, I don't know that a similar result will happen. But let's say that, you know, they get knocked out in the second round. Uh, we we don't me- we that- don't measure things by tournament appearances around here. We don't say, well, you got in a tournament, so so you you did it well. If you're going to go on these stretches where you don't make deep runs, and two years ago maybe they didn't, they weren't given an opportunity because of COVID, and then I'm willing to go with you on calling last year an anomaly. But at what point do you face facts and go, this this is not what we bargained for? For all of the investment in Cal and in the investment in the staff, giving the program whatever it is that they need, and you're not getting the success that is expected. And I will tell you, there are a lot of people out here who make, you know, $25,000 a year and see Ty Ty Washington driving a Porsche, and then they see a performance like that last night. I know he's only 20 years old, but there are people who are going to be, they're going to begrudge oh. that opportunity. And I think and Ty Ty, too, probably had, I don't know if you read or saw the piece from Ty. Kyle Tucker in the Athletic, which was really good about 
how it was the first time his mom had been to a game in two months because she's dealing with, you know, severe kidney failure. Yeah, it made and me, you got to imagine that sure. probably had to have been on his mind. And you know what? Mm-hmm. For a 19-year-old or however old he is to deal with that, I mean, I, I, I can't imagine. I think, you know, you look at Oscar Shibway. He was phenomenal last night. Um, and I'm wondering even with the, like, Xavier Wheeler. I mean, he had his moments last night where he was not very good, but then he had some moments where he was the only reason they were still in the game. That's true. There, he made a couple of baskets where they couldn't buy. They they couldn't have spent all of their NIL money and bought a basket for, for yeah. long periods of time. I mean, Kellen Grady, I think I think for him, is he went that stretch where over about 10 games where he averaged playing 39 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, he's an old man. He's like me. He's, <laughs> you know, he's an old man. But I think, you know, you, but in college basketball terms, you know, 24, that's old. Yeah. And I'm wondering if it just, I mean, he's played a lot of basketball over the past couple of years, if it just kind of caught up to him. It is without a doubt. Um, you, you can you can love the BBN. You can hate the BBN for its own reasons. There are good ones. There are bad ones. It's the bluest blood of blue bloods, though. And the standard, if we are the gold standard of college basketball, then you have to meet the standard or at least make a case for why you continue to be the standard. And now they don't get an opportunity until a year from today to, to remedy this at all. Like, there will be a big section of the fan base who will be somewhat speculative and be like, well, you're going to have to show me until this time next year. And if they make a similar exit next year, then that it's well, just that's not going to work. And I just saw this, and uh, I – my comments are broken or I put it up on the screen, but from our good friend Roger Lush, who's a big NC State fan, and he, he commented and he just said, send Cal to Raleigh if, if, if you don't want him anymore. <laughs> and it's kind of like there are, look, in Kentucky, obviously, look, they are, you know, a blue blood for a reason. But, I mean, what, five programs maybe would, would be up in, in arms like Kentucky is right now because I think there are probably, what, 350 programs in the NCAA or something like that. I'm sure that there are 345 that would cut off an arm to have the stretch that John Calipari has had at Kentucky for their program. What's happening, uh, the conversation that's happening today in Kentucky is similar to the one that was held in early January in Alabama. Nick Saban lost a... It's kind of that type of thing. Although Nick Saban's won a few more now. That's right. He's got a better resume. And again, they're the gold standard, and they continue to prove that they're the gold standard. They're in the conversation every year, and there's just, there's less, there's just less of a conversation. Now, and I'll tell you this. Uh, with all due respect to Roger, he makes a very excellent point. But I will also tell you that after, let me tell it to you this way. I also know of a, say, let's get, let me give you the analogy of a football coach who say has been around a program for the better part of a decade and had a lot of success, but has always been kind of known for, well, he's certainly a unique character and you have to put up with some of his you know, whatever, and you just gr- kind of grumble about it and go on. You can, he can be called a basketball Benny, or you can be talked down to, in my analogy, or you can just be kind of difficult to deal with. And then the winning goes away, and then suddenly your lack of winning or success is compounded. Like, it's much louder because the thing that was getting you, when it's like a pass, now has has evaporated into the ether. That's there won't be much basketball, Benny, or you people are crazy, or the, like, we were here before you, and we're going to be here after you. You, We understand you are you, but it's transactional. We need you to deliver results, and we'll be us. And those things have to coexist in some way, and I don't think that they are today. Maybe they will tomorrow. Maybe they will the day after yeah, that. And I don't know, you know, I think that everybody wants to know what's the solution. And I'm not sure, I mean... The solution is not firing him because who are you going to get that's going to do better? Oh, by the way, it's clearly not John Robick's fault. Like the shortcomings last year were not John John Robick's fault by any stretch. Well, I think, but it was Joel Justice and you know Tony Barbie and everything that was was gone. But I think, and a lot of that too, you're bringing up that point is now Orlando Antigua really didn't get to recruit at all last year. Let's see him kind of recruit, and I think that it's kind of going to be this, and that's why I think this. You know, I'm not by any means. Last year was the anomaly. You can't use that excuse again this year, uh, because I mean, for one, they were what 25 and seven was their final record, something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, but next year, let's see what this recruiting class can do. Because I mean, if Shaden Sharp comes back, you you've got a decent foundation. You know, will Oscar come back? Will 
you know, uh, who, who were, you know, I think Ty Ty Washington's gone. Obviously, Kellen Grady and Davion Mintz are gone. But and those are kind of the I hate it for the players because I mean, guys like Davion Mintz, Kellen Grady, you know, they came for for this moment. They came for this run, and they didn't get it. And um, that's right. It's they it's didn't. it's disappointing. And, and, and I mean, I mean, and, and again, and I meant to look up the stat before the show, but to me, the the stat that stands different is that in overtime. One of six from the free throw line, mm-hmm. especially those first two, the ones yeah. that Oscar missed. And, I, and, and Oscar, I think Oscar, I think those two free throws, I think he was just dead tired. Yeah, probably. In the last six games, we were with three and six. Like in the last, I think we of the final six, we lost three of those. Um, and you can tell from from the Kansas game, you can almost draw a straight line, or a, maybe from the Tennessee game, I can't remember which which came first. But they were that's where they peaked. They peaked at that Kansas point. Kansas was, was and, at the end of January, and then they had the injuries. Yeah, because the Big Twelve challenge, and then they had the injuries, and they just never they were never the same. And they that's struggled against Vandy in the SEC tournament. Who, who played who played well in they that game, did, and that was but, kind of, and I mean, almost came back to win ten, against Tennessee. I mean, it's kind of one of those things that we now say, okay, what happens if they would have beat, came back, actually done that and came back and beat Tennessee? They'd have been a one seed. They'd have played the 16 seed Norfolk State, who Baylor beat by 50. Uh, now, would Kentucky have won that game by 50? Who knows? Uh, and it's kind of one of those things that we can say, what if this if this would have Should've happened? Shoulda, coulda's, and woulda's, exactly. and changes. But and change one thing, change all things. But thank God we weren't a one seed and then did that. Well, at least at least it's been done before. <laughs> well, yeah, it's been once. done before. <laughs> I just I, I don't I, I don't know. It's going to be a long off season, um, and I'll and I'll button it up and leave it at this. And I think it just it may describe a f- kind of where I am. Some of it's my age. Some of it's just watching things unfold. I over the last you know ten fifteen years, I tried to give sports back a little bit because there's no sense in letting. 20-year-olds, 19-year-olds, 18-year-olds determine your your happiness or your joy, right? Just let it be what it's going to be. So I've tried to take a step back from that. And I, back in, uh, I guess it was late November, when they they swapped in the the WKU game. Mid- it was right before Christmas. Okay, so um, I I was getting my truck serviced, and I was talking with the gentleman who was helping me at the, get my truck serviced, and he said, you're going to rush home and watch the game? And I said, no, nah, I mean... Probably not. I mean, I, I'm I probably got beyond, but I'm. Not, I said, and I, I went on to say this. I'll tell you. Over the last couple of years, I have really decided how much I love UK football, and I've just become kind of more indifferent about UK basketball. And it's because of my experience hasn't. I said, and I went on to say this. It feels like there's a lot more upside potential with UK football. Then there is basketball, and I just find myself enjoying it more. I think it's more of kind of it was UK football was kind of like the Bengals run in, in the playoffs because for me it was like if they won, if they lost, it was no big deal. They weren't supposed to make it that far, anyways. And that's kind of what it's like for UK football. It's like if they ever make the SEC championship and lose to Alabama by fifty, I don't think UK fans will be upset at all. It'll just be because that that week, two week stretch, or however long it is, will be the greatest because. No one will be able to talk you down. But here, I will have to be very careful about assigning my basketball expectations to football. That's what I've got to And that's kind of the thing is that you have a lot (laughs) higher expectations, which means that, you know, if if UK would lose to, uh, if they would have lost that game to Chattanooga this year, that they probably should have lost, you probably would have been mad for a day. Eh, it's done. Yeah. Yeah, but there will come a day. I mean, when you set the... And and I think this is is bearing itself out when you show you can go to championships and you can go to final fours and et cetera, and when you show you can win ten games a season in football. When you do that, when you take steps back, they are louder steps than if you were stepping forward or you were just hovering around seven wins or eight wins or something. And so it changes. I, I will say this, and listen, you can take all the smacks you want at Kentucky, but if if you've lost to them three straight years by a combined like hundred and fifty points, I saw you, that tweet. Yep. You probably should keep your mouth shut. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it made me wonder. So if you're not aware, uh, Scott Satterfield (laughs) tweeted last night that St. Peter's was his new favorite team. Well, I mean, you can take digs if you want to. You're the ones who you're heartbroken over a hand signal of L's down. But 
on the day on the day when your your basketball team on the day when your basketball team names a new head coach, which was a great hire. Right? Kenny Payne lands in Louisville wearing a wearing a U of L shirt and says, I'm here to save the program. And you say St. Peter's is your favorite team. Well, I love Vince Marrow, UK assistant coach. He responded, he said, you have football coaches that we beat pretty bad, and they take taken shots at our men's basketball team. Wow. See you in November, buddy. Go Big Blue. It, Sam, it made me wonder. I thought, surely, surely someone else is running his Twitter. I thought that was some 20-year-old somewhere that decided, here, we're going to get our digs in and all that. And, and thought, I mean, look, you not. can take all the digs you want. <laughs> if Jeff Walls, their women's coach, would have taken that shot, it'd been like, okay, you have room to talk. So I will tell you, by the way, we're considering, we were prepared to air a game tomorrow. And so we are considering calling an audible at the line of scrimmage. And you may hear the women on K105 tomorrow because I am all in for Kyra LZ and the UK women's basketball program. That's all I got left until baseball season. And yeah, go Ryan Howard. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way here on In the Know. Today is Awkward Moments Day today. Seems about right. Today is Biodiesel Day today. It's Sloppy Joe Day. Sloppy Joe, Slop, Sloppy Joe. Maybe that make me feel better. Oh, my favorite. Sloppy Joes are uh, good ones, are hard to hard to pass up. Uh, Not my favorite. Well, you prefer Manwich? Neither. <laughs> Maybe you wanted to get, wanted to get technical. Um, let's tell you about, uh, chocolate caramel day tomorrow. Let's laugh day tomorrow. St. Joseph's day is tomorrow. Sunday spring arrives. Does it though? Well, what was it? it officially arrives as the, sun? As the okay. season. It will arrive at 1033 AM central, uh, daylight time on Sunday. It also marks the beginning of autumn in the Southern hemisphere. So sorry to you Aussies, you're getting mm-hmm. ready to uh, enter the fall and winter season. Temperatures are moderate during spring. You get more daylight. Animals and birds that have migrated return. Trees are sprouting leaves. Flowers are blooming. You can open your windows and have a little fresh fresh air, a little fresh breeze. You get more vitamins naturally this time of year. So those are all things to look and forward to. Your allergies to in spring. kick your butt. Yeah, you get to take Claritin four times a day. I don't wait. Don't do that. I don't think. Yeah, that's, I don't think that's. I, don't switch, the, that's I think that's the only reco- once a day. You're supposed rec- to do. recommended dosage. I do think it's funny that speaking of Claritin, they used a Christmas song, the "It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year" song, as their spring song about mm-hmm. you know how many people are allergy suffering. Well, for them it is because they yeah, get they all sell, your money. A, sell a lot of it today in the awkward. Uh, no, in the March of Kindness Day is uh, lend someone a hand day lend someone a hand well, um, I, could, I mean especially with spring cleaning maybe you, your neighbors out there cutting limbs or something go out there and help them <laughs> right got some limbs that could be picked up just don't don't call don't call renee boucher things that could be picked up and taken to the curb sure we got some of those mm-hmm. um do you have a five-year-old that can help with that well yeah she got two hands there you um, go so be all right um, so now, now I have a real dilemma. I don't know. It's so much of a dilemma, but I mean, I think I've already decided I've lost complete, you know who the biggest loser, no, not the biggest loser. One of the big losers you might not be aware of WLKY. <laughs> I mean, the, right in Kentucky, in the markets like Louisville and Lexington, and then more broadly out in the rural portions, especially because the Louisville men are out too. There's nothing. And it's not like Murray's their market at all. No. They have the Louisville and UK women. They have them. But that's on ESPN. Uh-huh. You know, so, but specifically, your people that, I mean, think of it this way. You you know, WLKY, it's the biggest media market, you know, Louisville's the biggest media market in the state, and WLKY being the CBS affiliate, this has always been their crown jewel is mm-hmm. the NCAA tournament. 
and they travel and they, so no tournament in 20 no appearance in the tournament last year and UofL also was nowhere to be found so and now early exit and can can we make nothing. can we make a rule though as UK fans to to never go back to Indy listen I, I'm, <laughs> you you know how I feel about Indiana in general um and, and if anyone would uh, like to purchase two tickets to tomorrow's I, I games. remember one of the – I remember we played Indiana in the RCA Dome as part of a doubleheader with uh, – I don't can't remember who else played up there. Like 98, 99. I've never been so mad. Um, mm, that was rough. So here's what I don't know. Um, I got multiple questions about our staff bracket challenge. I'm not going to pay any more attention to the tournament. But yet, I'm not, I, not in great. I'm in okay shape. I still okay. got to look at these scores just to see who who's gonna. We know, just got to take who, down who's who's, who's on top right now. So UConn Cornelius, after day one, is number one with 13 points. Uh, Kenzie is uh, at number two. Well, she's tied. She and Chase are tied with 12 points each. Uh, oh, uh, Princess Tiana is in there with 12 points as well. So good for her. Beej is at 11. Uh, she and Cody have 11. Sam, you and Ken are at uh, you and Ken and Whitney are at ten, and I'm at nine. Um, I, the only person I edged out was Cole. Mm-hmm. And but I have some questions for you, uh, Sam. Okay. So I'm looking over and I see. Well, one, I think um, Cody was trying to pay me major respect by just copying my Final Four bracket. <laughs> um, no. I, I, I don't think, can't, can't confirm nor can't deny. On his or, own? or I do know that he submitted his before you submitted yours. Oh well, maybe I copied his then. I guess it's possible. I, I mean, I'll take my tiebreaker though. Um, but I, he, I'm a fan of Christie's tiebreaker personally. <laughs> I didn't look at it after I counseled her through it. Oh yeah, seventy four, right? Yeah, seventy four is what she might might be a little low scoring. Yeah. Hey. She, I think she forgot the important part was to the sum. You had to mm-hmm. add those two. Mm-hmm. So, I, I oh, I, I know what it is. I know. So, complete credit to her. I'll take the blame. So, I think when I was asked about the tiebreaker, I said, think of it something like 75-74. So, I was saying final score. The final score is likely to be something in the neighborhood of 75-74. So she said, okay, 74. I'm like, I'm like no, you, needed, you need the 75 and the 74 mm-hmm. together. But, but, Sam, I'm not telling you how to run your division. I'm not telling you how that at all. But I do have some concerns that you've got one crew member who's got Villanova. you got one crew member who's got Arizona as mm-hmm. their national champion. Did... Did they fall and hit their heads at some point in well, time during this season the, and make those choices? Or the, the Villanova crew member is a U of L guy, so okay. he, he couldn't. Uh, he probably. Right. I think he might get disowned by his family if he picked UK. Sam, I didn't know we hired U of L people. I, I thought that was it, it. Was one of those that I found out afterwards, you know, and it was oh, so but, and, so and, and you know, an you incomplete know resume and. I mean, in some ways, I can't deny that, but he was recommended by one UConn Cornelius. So, uh, you mean the one who also picked Gonzaga? Who I did as well. Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm telling Coach Cal that Dennis picked Gonzaga. I blame, I blame, I blame Dennis. I blame Kinsey. I blame Chase. I blame Sam. I blame Ken, Ken and I blame Cole for what happened last night. You all get the blame. Here's the one and thing. And Ty Ty and Kellen. Here's, and- here's the one thing, too, is that. Whitney Carmen's reign is more than likely going to end this year. Well, I mean, I know who's not going to win. Mark's not. Whitney's not. Cody's not. Christy's not. Tanya's not. They're not winning. Now, I will tell you that as of today, I only have one Final Four team missing, but I happen to also have the national champion missing. But if the national champion isn't Villanova or Gonzaga or Arizona – it still can be a contest. It can be. You're, you're right. Um, it's not likely going to be. See, the, the worst part about this is that my national championship on the other side is maybe the worst case scenario for a UK fan. Yeah. Tennessee. Yeah. 
And I almost picked them to win just because they're playing really well. And that almost killed me a little bit. Yeah. Make you throw up in your mouth a little bit when you consider it. And it kind of looked like their color, too. Mm, it that, does. A little bit, yeah. That's why I Pew thought orange. of because they're yeah. exactly the same. Uh, I thought I was getting fancy. I lost uh, uh, Iowa messed things up. I wasn't willing to take them as far as a lot of people were, but I did take them beyond yesterday. Shows how much we know about that. And then the other side of that game, like I've lost both those. So I really need Kansas to get to the final uh, of that region to even have a chance. If that happens, and you're looking at Kenzie pulling away. Well, yeah. I just Here's what I really need, Sam. I need something... I need something to happen today. How about, you know what would make me feel a little better? What would make you feel a little better? If Duke loses. Oh, that would definitely make me feel better. Coach Coach K's last game losing to a 15C, that'd make me feel a little better. Yeah, but that's just not going to happen, you know. I, I, I just, it, the universe He's done is it not, before. Yes. Oh, I know he's done it, but apparently it was our turn. Mm-hmm. Like, it happens every couple of years. Like last you said, year. 10 times. It happened year. last year. Oh, and I then see. the uh, Baltimore, Maryland County happened a couple, you know, a couple was, of years before that. They were a 16 that. seat. That's right. I know. So, so these are happening, but it was apparently our turn. Eventually, it's going to happen to you, and now it's happened to us, and it better not happen ever again. I just wish it could have happened last year. We could have snuck in, won the SEC, and even though we wouldn't have been that high of a seed, just... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> So what what do I what am I going to do for the next three weeks? You've got Cougar baseball and Lady Cougar softball starting up on K one five digital productions, right? I saw um well you got about twelve games planned, yeah, twelve regular season games Excited. planned Monday and Tuesday. Well, Monday and Tuesday are scheduled. I don't know that Tuesday is going to happen. Looking at the early forecast, but mm-hmm. Monday Lady Cougars opening day at home against Breckenridge County, and then Tuesday it's the home opener for the baseball team against Muhlenberg County. Really. Prospects? Can you tell us anything about the Penny well, Reese era is is beginning? Yeah, they've uh, played two scrimmages, played two really, really good teams in Greenwood and Ballard. Uh, but, I, I mean, listen, Coach Reese, as, as I always say, that she can, if anybody says anything to her, I mean, I just say, hey, look at my record. And here are my three state championship rings. You got something you want to say? <laughs> <laughs> Just like, uh, yeah, but yeah, I so I mean, works. I think it's, I'm really excited to, to hopefully get to know her a little bit better and so on. And I mean, She's one of those that I'd love to just sit down and talk with about the game, and because I mean I know the game of so- I know the game of baseball very well, and I mean softball is very very similar, but there's some little things, and I just love to sit there and just pick her brain, you know, yeah, and just some... learn more about you know the little things of mechanics, and because I don't I I don't know how to do the whole spin in the arm and Will all you that. Ask her to, a question to for me. You ask her what it feels like going to work every day at the field that's named for you, like oh well, she went there uh, to Greenwood. Greenwoods. Oh, oh, that's Greenwoods Field. Right. Is we haven't that's done named that yet. That, no. But they've been there. Gotcha. Okay, got it. Yes. Well, so she played probably, against a team on her field. Yeah, it's probably only a matter of time. <laughs> Still, the other ones named that too. Let's hope. Fingers crossed. Got to get to a break. We'll come back more on the way here on In the Know. Some of you are going to the Sweet Sixteen in a couple of minutes, so be prepared here on In the Know. It's a ragged tent. To snurtle means to laugh and snort at the same time. To laugh with snorts. There's somebody who does that sometimes. Christy Buckles does that. I wasn't going to name the name. Out of doubt, I, it's it's something that just tickles me when she gets to that point when it, when in, uh, it uh, when to the point of a snurtle, and uh, because it's just completely ra- reactionary. It is. It's one of those things you can force a laugh. Mm-hmm. You know, you can come up with a fake laugh. You can, you cannot you cannot force that. Yeah. That combination is completely sounds like, reactionary. Sounds like a Squirtle, which is a Pokemon. Which I did appreciate take the one day it. last week that you were trying to talk about Pokemon. And I'm not a huge Pokemon fan, but you were trying to name uh, a Charizard. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I probably didn't, I probably yeah, didn't no, do that you, very you, well. No, it was just the one day that I wasn't in here, I was cracking up. Uh, I'm lucky to know Pikachu. There you but go. That's, that's really all you need to know. That's the only one I need to know. Or it's the only one I do know. Apparently the only one I do know. But I was always Ted said that before you sneeze, you should yell Pika. <laughs> uh, today's movie premieres. 
if you're like me and looking for something to do, the movie X is premiering. Just just a single one, not three of them, so don't get the wrong idea. This is a R-rated horror mystery. Something about from 1979, and oh no, they set out to make an adult film in rural Texas, and then the uh, cast finds themselves fighting for their lives. So, who's, sounds riveting. It doesn't even say who's in it. My 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 prep information doesn't even identify any of the actors. Let and, me uh, let me. I don't, I don't know if I should be scared. Listen, that's a hard search. Yeah, because you, you yeah you get into some bad, Sam. Be real careful. Yeah, I'm Mia Goth. I don't know who that is. Uh, nor do I. Uh, now, this next one. So these, th- this is where we are in the movie world, apparently. Things we can't even pronounce. We got single letters and then something U-M-M-A. Now, it's not Uma, as in Thurman. So is it just Uma? We, we have a movie called Uma. Is it Uma? U-M-A? No, it's U-M-M-A. That's what oh. I say. It can't be Uma because we know Uma is U-M-A. This has got two M's, so Uma. I'm going to go get some lunch. Uh, Sandra O oh and Dermot Mulroney. Mulroney? Is that uh, Grey's Anatomy? Sandra O? Oh? Yes. Okay. And then a PG, that one is a PG-13 horror movie. This, uh, it, The Unbreakable Boy is a PG drama, and it stars Zachary Levi and Peter Facinelli. I don't know. I think it's safe to say the Batman's going to win again. Yes, flash forward to Monday. The Batman wins the weekend box office. And that's probably part of it is a lot of the... No one wants to compete against that right now. That's true. I guess they're holding... They're keeping their powder dry. An update on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They say they are keeping Dolly Parton on its 2022 ballot after she asked to be removed. No, you don't. If she wants to be off the ballot, let her off the ballot. Well, I... I don't even know who the committee is that votes. Nor do I. But who's if, on the ballot? If Dolly says that she doesn't want to be on the ballot, then take her off of it. Um, but so they're like leaning into it. They're doing it exactly the other way. It says all of us, the Rock Hall wrote in Variety Magazine, said all of us in the music community have seen Dolly Parton's thoughtful note expressing her feeling that she has not earned the right to be included in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. In addition to her incredible talent as an artist, her humility is another reason Dolly is beloved is a beloved icon by millions of fans around the world. Listen, it's not the Humility Hall of Fame. Well, I'm looking here. Eminem's also nominated this year. I mean, should should Eminem be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? No. It should be in the Music Hall of what Fame. What do you want to be? Do you want to be the Music Hall of Fame or do you want to be the I mean, Rock and Roll Hall some, of Fame? There's some really big names. I mean, Carly Simon, Lionel Richie, Rage Against the Machine, uh, Beck. Yeah, I, now some of Judas those, Priest? listen, some of those, but rock and roll is a broad enough term where I could see a Carly Simon could get in because she was a pop artist and she had top 40 radio, et cetera. Uh, you could make that case for Eminem, but you have to draw a line of delineation somewhere if you want to call yourself the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's interesting, too. Pat Benatar, how is she not in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, yet? well, see, I saw her. I've seen the, her story. There is a There's a disagreement between she and her husband and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And now it's like this matter of principle that they won't and she doesn't want. And there's like a stalemate or a standoff between the two because it took them so long. And so they just there's a disagreement of some kind. But now here, read paragraph number two or hear paragraph number two. From its inception, rock and roll has had deep roots in rhythm and blues and country music. It is not defined by any one genre. Rather, a sound that moves youth culture. Dolly Parton's music impacted a generation of young fans and influenced countless artists that followed her nomination to be considered for induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, follow the same process as all the other artists who have been considered. So really what this is, is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame needs Dolly. Dolly doesn't need the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame needs Dolly, and they want to say, we want Dolly on our side. We want to be able to say Dolly's in. Okay, well, then you're going to have to bring a bunch of other people in to them. So you'll need to bring, after Dolly, then you'll also need to bring uh, George Jones. You'll need to bring... You'll you'll need to bring Waylon. You'll need to bring Willie. You'll need to bring Alan Jackson. Follow that all the way down through. I mean, there are '90s country artists now that are inspiring today's Billy artists. Billy Ray. How? I mean, 
How far do you want to pull this thread? So the Country Music Hall of Fame already exists in Nashville. They've got their own. There might be the Music Hall of Fame, but then change your name. If you just want to say, yeah, we just really want to bring everybody in. Have you ever been? To the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? No, I've never been to Cleveland. And Unless it's to go to the Christmas Story House, I don't really want to go to Cleveland. I mean, I'd go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I know I almost went to Cleveland to watch the Guardians play against the Reds, but... There was a one point in time I thought about going to the. Excuse me for one second. I know we had a little Carl Nathy action. I think there for a second. Well, it was there. You did hear it. I did hear a little Carl Nathy. Okay, good. Well, it wasn't Carl. I guess it wasn't Carl Nathy. It was the head coach of some team. It was someone who's making sure it was okay. Um, I did consider going to Cleveland once. To the Yankees were traveling there, and I would have been there to see them play the Tribe. Uh, but so I, I don't know. I just because I'd go, and you could stop in Canton on the way. I and... just really need the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to leave Dolly alone. If she doesn't, if she doesn't want to be in, don't try and make this power play. Like we're, we're going to put, we're going to put Dolly in. That's not how it works. If she says no, no means no. Right? We got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the week. You're on in the know. Jenny, <laughs> MB's point to ponder for today. Sam, you said you couldn't fall asleep last night, even though you were trying to. Do you have nightmares? Sometimes. You, you do sometimes have nightmares? I, I don't. You don't. I don't know when I've had a nightmare. Really? No. I rarely, I rarely remember dreams, so mm-hmm. I couldn't. I'm not saying I don't, but I don't recall them. I don't know the last time that. I had any type you know, of have, nightmare. I woke I'll from like whole, a sleep and went, oh, I can't believe that happened. I'll have the whole nightmare of, you know, you, especially with work, you know, you're losing your prep before a game or something and I have to go on air without all my work and all of that. It's I'll have that or my microphone breaks before I go on or something like that. But yeah, I'll have those that'll be kind of I a, think that goes away with age, by the way. Really? Yes, because when I was... In your age range, the recurring dream that I had, I don't know if you, I don't think you can call it a nightmare, but um, when we were in the ice cream festival business for all those years, I was personally responsible for the soundtrack to the fireworks show. And so the, the anxiety dream that I had was it got to be time for the fireworks and the, I hadn't done the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And so, and the world was waiting. So I had that dream. I would have that dream in, um, I would have that dream in November, mm-hmm. even though it was in it was in July. So there was that, that there was something going on there. I know when I worked in the restaurant, I would always have dreams of looking down and having tickets. Just keep the the printer <laughs> just keeps going. Yeah, it's like the nightmare in just here. Like, I could still hear that sound of is, the printer. Is this the owls delivering mail? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Harry Potter. Yeah, it's kind of like the. Uh, so the most common nightmares are falling. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's the most frequent. Being chased is second. Dying is third. Feeling lost and feeling trapped. So, naked in public is way down the list. By the way, if that's that might be something you fear, but surely you don't dream about that. You go, oh, I woke up naked in public. Oh, well, you have the whole. Maybe it's always like the go-to TV thing, you know, where you you're given the presentation in the front of your class and <coughs> right. Oh, you yeah, look down yeah. and you don't have your pants on, kind of thing. But. Uh. I, I just don't know, like on television, there's not anything. They they schedule away from, they schedule away from the tournament. So there's not even a, uh, I, don't, I don't know what to, I'm not sure. I, I wish it was going to be a gorgeous day tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So you could just say, oh, we'll just get outside and well, enjoy the. I've got two tickets to some basketball in Indy if you want to purchase them. I'm looking for something to do. Yeah. If there are any racer, Murray State racer fans um, that want to take Sam's tickets off his hands, he'll make Listen, it a I'd really sell, good I'd deal. S- I'd sell it to a Tennessee fan. I, my, my point is I don't know that I've, I'm reaching any many Tennessee fans. I think I effectively ran them off over the years. Uh-huh. Um, I've, I mean, I've and, had and, no and reason and to if, run off Murray State fans. Uh what uh, who does Tennessee Michigan? There might be a Michigan fan or two in the audience. 
I'll sell it to you. St. Peter's, you know what? Sure. This point. <laughs> Uh, are they digital tickets? You transfer oh, yeah. them easily? Oh, yeah. Okay, no oh, problem. Yeah. Uh, on Lifetime, I guess I'll have to watch. Maybe I'll just go over to the Cooks and watch a Lifetime movie called Your Boyfriend is Mine. Mm. Sounds like high-quality entertainment right there. On NBC Sunday night, an audience with Adele. All right, that might be all right. And then on ABC, I guess Idol will also be on, but there's another special called Step Into the Movies with Derek and Julianne Huff. So they've taken famous movies and done some choreography. They did this for the Disney movies back during the pandemic, and it was phenomenal. I would imagine this would be pretty good, and I don't know them. What day was the whole, the Lifetime movie? Tomorrow evening. Oh, now, I know tomorrow is is Yukon Cornelius. Oh, yeah, that is. It is his birthday so tomorrow, does he isn't get, it? Does he get like to throw it in a, like a wild card that he doesn't have to watch it tomorrow, or does that double down that he has to watch like two of them? I guess I have to sit there next to Sarah and watch the movie, <laughs> and that's his birthday present. He doesn't have to, so I will. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Okay. Or does I don't know. I don't know. So, but what basically what I heard was everybody be at the Cooks about six. Okay. <laughs> What's their address again? <laughs> I heard Alex is going to be singing a song. Everybody be at the Cooks about 6. Ready, break. Is that 6 p.m. or a.m.? Um, whichever one is more convenient for your, yourself. We don't, good, good to know. We don't want to intrude upon the convenience of your schedule. So if it's 6 a.m., that's fine. I'm sure that there are people that are up. <laughs> Some people will be up at that time, yes. Uh-huh. Some people. I will not be. They just won't be in the Cook residence. This date in 1940, Adolf Hitler and Benito Mussolini met at the Brenner Pass, where the Italian dictator agreed to join Germany's war against France and Britain. The Stamp Act of 1765 was repealed by Britain this date in 1766. In 1965, the first spacewalk took place as Soviet cosmonaut Alexei Leonov went outside his Voskhod 2 capsule, secured by a tether. Do we get Which, to shoot the do we get to shoot the Russians out of space if we if... Speaking of that I watched the what's the George Clooney and Sandra Bullock movie from a few years ago of them it just in space? space Was it just space No it's, it it had a different aim but it won a lot of I watched that a couple of weeks ago it's good if you're looking for something to watch this weekend It's really unsettling to me because it's so quiet Uh-huh I I Did you watch it and not like it or I think I liked it okay. It uh-huh. just made me uncomfortable. The lack of dialogue and the lack of sound mm-hmm. made me... Um, but that it, almost makes it good. I, I know. It's what I'm saying. It made me uncomfortable to the point that I really was into it and paying attention mm-hmm. because I, I, silence is hard for me. Because in a, in a business where you're supposed to be making noise, mm-hmm. the silence is hard because it's the opposite of what's supposed to be happening. Like if you ever walk in here, if you ever walk in our building and it's completely quiet because gravity. of mass pa- gravity and it's like there's a mass power outage mm-hmm. or something and it's just Well, I was thinking about that the weird. other night. I was sitting there and I it was kind of quiet in my house and I'm thinking I never have quiet. Cuz yeah. even when I'm here it's never quiet. Sure. Well, because you got to be keeping an ear on this. Cuz if it's that, quiet, that's a, never a good thing. Right. Quiet, quiet, bad. In, in our business. Uh, Irene Cara is 63 today, so wear your leg warmers and your uh, leotards today. Do a little flash dance. Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs is 60. He's also got a really nice podcast called The Way I Heard It. A little five-minute. I call it the modern-day Paul Harvey's rest of the story. Mm-hmm. And so they're very, very digestible. It's, you know, they're five, six, seven minutes long, and uh, they're educational. So if you are looking for good content like that, um, do it. Bonnie Blair, the gold medal speed skater, is 58 today. Dana Owens is 52. It's a little test from what you learned earlier this week, Sam. Dana Owens? Dana Owens is 52 today. Mm-hmm. You might know her as... Nope, don't go grabbing for your phone. I have no idea. This is a test. I have no idea. Who hmm. would I know her as? Queen Latifah. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> you didn't know earlier this week uh-huh. when you had to double check that I was telling you the truth that Queen Latifah was named Dana, and then now her birthday is this week. Dane Cook is 50 today. Adam Levine is 43. Gone but not forgotten. Grover Cleveland, born in 1837. Neville Chamberlain, born in 1869. Charlie Pride, born in 1938. Wilson Pickett, born in 1941. 
So I do feel better. Thanks to, like, thanks. I think all of us getting together this morning made me, at least me, I hope you feel a little bit better after the debacle of last night. I'm less mad. Are you See, less mad, Sam? <laughs> I wish that they would have, if they would have done it, they would have done it tonight. Because I love Thursday and Friday of March Madness. I think it's it's the best two days of sports. Me too. And Me too. I, I, it could have happened tonight, and at least we would have got the euphoria uh-huh, of today going, uh-huh, hey, and now I don't even uh-huh. care. I don't know. I don't know how much I'll, I'll consume. I don't know that tonight I will. I think I might need 24 hours. It cast a really dark shadow on St. Uh-huh. Patrick's Day for me, and it's just mm-hmm. kind of like, I don't know. Out back in the country where 1962, on a Sheb Woolley was number one. Okay, that's all I can. I do like the oom papa, you papa, oom papa. Mau Mau. That was called That's My Paw by Sheb Woolley, if you want to look it up on your own time. Mm-hmm. Let's go to 1971, The Osmonds, number one, with One Bad Apple. I'd love to see the playbook for the Jackson 5 and for the Osmonds. Like, somewhere there's a binder that shows their chronology and, like, their appearances and their costume designers, and I'll bet they look exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I always like watching that uh, music video. There's a lot going on in it. Yeah. They're just, they're just, they're just the white Jackson 5. It's a good song. It's a really good song. Pink Floyd, another brick in the wall, number one in 80. When I had, when I had Superintendent Doug Robinson on when you were gone over the summer, I wanted to make this his intro music, but I felt like that that was a little bit. Oh, no, he would dig it. Yeah, it's because it's a really good song, but, it, you know, We Don't Need No Education felt a little wrong to make as a superintendent. So I, I did. I used the Saved by the Bell theme. Uh, felt like that worked as well. I understand. Probably a safe play for you, but mm-hmm. just to tell you, I'd have done it. Now, I strongly and then, consider. And then suffered the consequences. Mm-hmm. Good and bad. That's the thing. You make a play. I think you I, suffer I played the it at some point during, and, during that. Yeah. 1998. All in. 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 Folks are usually about as happy as they make their minds up to be. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here on Monday for another edition of our show.